the Stressed Out Caregiver Podcast, episode 36. Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to the Stressed Out Caregiver Podcast, the show dedicated to providing tips and strategies to everyone caring for an elderly loved one. My name, once again, is Casey Price. I am from the elder law firm of Price & Price in Haddonfield, New Jersey. We are the firm that focuses on helping families dealing with Alzheimer's disease and dementia, and this podcast exists to help make your job, the job of caring for your elderly loved one, just a little less stressful. Today, I'd like to talk for a minute about a myth that most people think uh, is, is real when they are confronted with a loved one who needs Medicaid or even just assisted living or nursing home care. And that myth is this. Most people believe that the nursing home or the assisted living is going to take their loved one's stuff, their money. They're going to want it all up front. And frankly, that just isn't the case. You don't give all of your money to the assisted living or the nursing home. You keep your money and you pay as you go month to month. So now there are some exceptions to that rule, but for the most part, you retain your money or your loved one's money and you pay for their care as you go. Now, there are some communities that are going to want a lump sum payment up front. I'm not talking about a community fee, which many communities want, which is a, a payment to them kind of as a, an admission fee. And I'm also not talking about a down payment, which would be usually one month's rent that they hold on to, um, which actually down payments can lead to other problems when it comes to Medicaid. But we'll talk about that in a future episode. But no, I'm not talking about the community fees or the down payments. I'm talking about a significant lump sum amount of money up front that you put towards your um, room to your stay in their community. Most of the time, this is an assisted living or a continuing care retirement community issue where they're going to want a couple hundred thousand dollars up front, maybe maybe $400,000, maybe $70,000. But they, some facilities, not many, not many. This is the exception, not the rule. But some facilities want a lump sum payment up front in order to admit your loved one. Now, here's the secret. Most of those facilities use that lump sum payment towards your loved one's rent. So they end up getting the benefit of most of that money. And there are other communities that when your loved one passes away, if they're still part of that lump sum remaining that wasn't used for rent, will actually be returned to your loved one's estate for their heirs. Because You just pay for the services you need. Now, there are some communities that will keep all of that money. But remember, I'm talking about such a small percentage of communities that would want or require a down payment, a lump sum down payment like this, that it's almost, you know, you can almost say it doesn't exist because it happens so infrequently, at least here in New Jersey. So understand there are some places where you will pay a lump sum. It's very infrequent around here. The for the most part, you hold all of your money, your loved one holds all of their money, and you pay as you go as you need the care. Now, there are some instances, though, if you wanted to be admitted to a certain community, uh, 
where you're going to have to pledge to them a certain amount of money, meaning a community might admit your loved one provided you can show they have, let's say, $200,000 that they can dedicate towards the cost of care in that community. And if that is what's going on, the community will expect you to use that entire $200,000 for your loved one's care. This is not a situation where you can say you have $200,000 and then try to give some away or protect it and only expect to pay the community $100,000 or $60,000. If that's the case, the community will hold you in breach of contract and probably try to evict your loved one. So you may have to pledge money, but you still hold the money. You still pay for care as you go along. So I think this is really important that you understand because many people are very worried about the idea of having to give all of their loved ones money to the nursing home, to the assisted living community, that then the money's gone. If they die and don't spend it all, the community will keep it. That just doesn't happen. So if you are confronted with a community that wants that, which I would be really surprised if you are, but if you ever are, make sure to seek the guidance of an elder law attorney to get help to make sure what you're doing is something that won't hurt your loved one in the long run. And I'll tell you, there are so many options, at least here in our area in southern New Jersey, and and actually New Jersey, the New Jersey state as a whole, there are so many options available that if one community is not offering you a good deal, something that you're comfortable with, there are always other options that are very comparable to wherever it is you're considering in the nearby area. So you wouldn't have to travel that far to find a very comparable option to something that doesn't offer you a financial arrangement that is comfortable. Finally, Medicaid doesn't take your money either. Okay, and a lot of people think Medicaid will take the money, they think Medicaid will take the house, and that doesn't happen. Just like the assisted living in the nursing home, Medicaid only gets involved at the end when the money is gone. You pay for care as you go. Medicaid doesn't have anything to do with your loved one until they run out of money and apply for Medicaid. You do have to be careful that along the way, you don't do things that could potentially create problems when your loved one applies for Medicaid benefits, but Medicaid won't be involved at all until your loved one runs out of money. If your loved one has $200,000 and spends $150,000 on care and then passes away, Medicaid will have nothing to do with the situation. A lot of people, for some reason, think as soon as their loved one goes into the assisted living or the nursing home, that Medicaid somehow has a role in the situation, and they don't. They don't have a role until you spend all of your loved one's money on care or work to protect their money, and only then do you do you bring Medicaid into the situation. You do have to be aware of Medicaid and know that there are many rules and regulations you have to follow in order to get Medicaid when the money runs out, and for that, you're going to seek the advice of an elder law attorney. I think this is really good information because so many people come into our office 
thinking that they have to give all of their money to the assisted living community, to the nursing home where they think Medicaid is going to take it. I hope you find this helpful because that just isn't the case. You do pay as you go in almost every op- in almost every situation. Although, like I said, there are a few that will, will charge a large lump sum fee. But again, in most of those situations, you're ultimately going to get the benefit of that money as uh, helping to pay the rent as your loved one progress as time progresses and your loved one lives in that community. So I hope you found this helpful. I think uh, it's really good information. Please share it with a friend if they are dealing with these issues. Remember to go to iTunes and subscribe to the podcast and leave a five-star review. I really appreciate that. You can always reach me at my email, Casey at thestressedoutcaregiver.com. That's Casey, C-A-S-E-Y at thestressedoutcaregiver.com. I love your questions. I love your comments. Please keep them coming. I try to respond to everyone. Um, I, I hope you uh, you like this show. I've been doing it every day, little bits and pieces, so that if you have a specific issue, you can find the, the topic that, that answers your specific question. Now, remember, though, this show is based in New Jersey law. The laws in your state might be different. The content of this show is not intended to be legal advice, but rather information so you can find the help you and your elderly loved one need to provide each of you with the highest possible quality of life. This, uh, in addition to the highest possible quality of life, we also want to reduce the stress as much as possible because what you do is oh so hard when you're caring for an elderly loved one. Remember, until I talk to you again, and I will talk to you again really soon, my name is Casey Price, and until I have the privilege of talking to you once more, I wish you nothing but the best. <laughs>